Welcome to the business of being well. If you're a hands-on practitioner who wants to grow a profitable business without working your life away, you're in the right place. So sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy the show. So my name is Sarah Bierman. I own the Blue Room Wellness Center in Washington, Missouri. I've been in health and healing for over 20 years now. My background includes social work, massage therapy for 21 years. I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's what I do right now is um, I'm in the industry of health and wellness, and I'm passionate about helping people really connect with themselves because my opinion is that once somebody is connected to themselves, they feel more fulfilled in their life. And I mean, it seems so simple to say, yeah, you need to be connected with yourself to feel grounded and happy and fulfilled. But in the years that I've been working with people, you know, uh, that's the number one complaint issue obstacle that people have. So I knew that you've been a massage therapist for over 20 years. I had no idea you had any background in social work. And I don't know if you know that I have an undergraduate degree in social work. I do remember you mentioning that. That's crazy. So wait, what did you do in social work? It was right after college. So I I got two degrees, psychology and social work. And then to to go on to be an actual therapist, a psychologist, I needed Mm -hmm. to go and get my master's. And at that point, I was just like, I'm so done with college. Like, I was ready to travel. I was already interested in alternative and natural health care. So I Mm -hmm. had an opportunity to go to Peru and China to study some of that. So going to complete my master's at a time, I wasn't going to do. So I got the social work. I got the psychology. And then I went out to experience some life. So in social work, I worked with um, people of all different abilities, some with uh, mental and physical challenges. I took care of some families where um, I was like there, I guess they're called a caseworker. So I was their number one, you know, go-to for whatever their needs were. And then um, I had a few families like that. I worked in elder care. Yeah, I did that for a while. And I've got, um, it became very clear to me. quickly that the systems that were in place, I'm not saying all the systems, but the systems that I interacted with, um, they were messed up. (laughs) (laughs) They were really messed up. And um, I couldn't go home after I had a situation where I knew this child was being sexually abused in her home. And I was going to my supervisor speaking about it and they felt like their hands were tied. It wasn't a bad enough situation. Mm. And that was my turning point. Um, I, I just was like, I can't not saying that all social work is like that. I mean, thank God we have awesome, amazing social workers out there helping families and people who need it. Yeah. But for me, I couldn't turn it off. And um, I, I wanted that right there. I said, okay, I need to pursue a career path where I'm helping people who want to be helped. And um, where I was, some of these people were getting paid more to not evolve and help their situation because Mm -hmm. they were getting more of a payout to not, for me not to be taking them on the job interview, for me not to helping them gain job skills. And it was very frustrating to me. So when I finished my undergraduate studies, I was working full-time at um, 
the body shop, <laughs> which is so funny because most of the time when people say the body shop, especially like where I'm we think of the gallery right live, now. Yes. Like <laughs> I worked at the Crestwood location. I mean, people that are not in the St. Louis area will have no idea what this means, but the Crestwood location in um, West County. And I filled in sometimes at the Galleria, but I didn't live close to the Galleria and I didn't really like going there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I applied for two positions that would have actually been government jobs um, as caseworkers. And I got the second one and I looked at the job description and I was like, no, I can't. I can't do this. Like I can't go to someone's home and take their child out of their home and possibly have to bring that child home with me. If I couldn't find a placement for that child in the middle of the night, it just felt like a no. (laughs) So um, I ended up going to chiropractic school shortly after I had enrolled in my master's program for, let's see, my master's degree would have been in counseling. Mm -hmm. And um, the day that classes were starting, I went and withdrew Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I just know I don't, I don't really want to do this. So thankfully I listened to that. Absolutely. It's hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So at what point did you decide to become a massage therapist? The first day I ever received my first massage when I was 15 years old. Wow. So I knew I was going to be a therapist at some point. I didn't say, oh, that's what I'm going to do to um, bring in money or that's not the career path I'm going to have for the rest of my life. But the first massage I ever got, I was 15 and I walked out of that office. It was a combination of massage and Reiki. And I had such a powerful experience and I loved how I felt. And I said, I'm going to learn how to do this. I want to be able to offer this to people. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of tabled it. You know, I didn't have an agenda. I knew I was going to graduate from high school. I knew I was going to go to college. And then um, after my social work experiences, um, I took off and lived in Atlanta for about nine months. We were like, oh, this is the time. I have no responsibilities. Let's go be free. And um, I feel like I kind of convinced one of my best friends to go with me. Uh, So the two of us went. However, I went with a little bit of credit card debt uh, at that time. It was probably only two, two to three thousand dollars. But at that time, I mean, interest rates, if you don't pay it off, you know, that builds up. So I had some fun doing um, well, working around the clock, doing every job imaginable, nannying, elder care. Uh, I did restaurant work just to barely survive. I went to Whole Foods to eat. You know, they had the samples out. Well, that's how I ate. I would show up when they had the samples. Um, it was a lovely experience because to this day, um, I pay off credit cards. They're paid off every month. And uh, it was great to learn how to live on nothing. Mm-hmm. But when I was there, I said, as soon as I pay off that credit card debt, I'm going back to St. Louis and I'm going to enroll in massage therapy school. So it took me nine months, lived in Atlanta, came back, enrolled in Kaleidoscope, um, that school's not around any, anymore. Um, had an amazing experience there and just took off and started working for myself right away. All right. So now you've been a massage therapist for over 20 years, mm-hmm. but you also own the Blue Room Wellness Center here in Washington, Missouri. I, I just love Washington. <laughs> I don't know. Do you like Washington? I do. And I I definitely had a stereotype in mind when I first, I live a, you know, a half hour outside of Washington. Where, where you live is like, it's not Washington, but it's kind of like a suburb of Washington, but it's not a suburb. It's 
you live on a farm. Yes. It's very rural. Yes. Yeah. So Washington, no, Washington is cute. It has so much character. Mm -hmm. It's still that quaint, uh, quiet feel, but there's plenty to do. If you want to hear live music, you want to eat some good food, there's festivals. It's no, it's beautiful. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, me too. Okay. So you opened the blue room here in what, 2018? That sounds good. I'm I'm not (laughs) someone who like, I don't keep track, Um, but it's been, so I'm going on five years. Of having it. So I guess 2017, 17, 18, 19, 20. Yeah. 17 is when we first opened. Okay. So talk about what the blue room is. Okay. This is going to be a little bit of a struggle. I'm going to talk about it, but just to preface it until you have the experience, you can't really get a feel for what the blue room is because it's a, it's a non-tangible it's an experience. It is an experience. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> so here we go. Um, the Blue Room is a technology that combines sound and UVB light with sacred geometry, which just means it's the shape of a room, and then the user's intention. Mm-hmm. So all of those aspects go into a session. A session includes you walking into a room, it's shaped as an octagon. There is a table, kind of like a massage table in the center. The client lays down comfortably. Their eyes are covered with a little eye pillow. There's music playing. The UVB lights get turned on for a certain amount of time, depending on where you are in your sessions. And then you place your intention in your mind. So whatever it is that you are hoping to receive, what what do you want? Some people come in and they have physical challenges happening. So that's on their mind. Or some people have high stress anxiety and they're just trying to relax. Um, It's always going to be working on the mental body, physical body, spiritual body, emotional body. It's because we are all those things. It's an energetic tool to provide an environment for people to shut it down, shut it down from like the external world of what you're used to doing And you um, quite immediately, at least I find my perspective is you, you're able to connect with yourself. So you can say, I'm connecting to my spirit. I'm connecting to, I can hear my soul. I'm connecting to the universe, to God, however you want to perceive that. But when you can connect like that, you, well, you sometimes hear things. Sometimes you just have a knowingness that comes over you Um, really anything becomes possible because it's like this magic zone. Mm -hmm. So that's the blue room. Um, It's really hard. It's a 20 minute session. Um, What you need, Danielle, or what I need or what 30 other people need right now, it's always going to be different. So that's why we can't tell somebody what their experience is going to exactly be for them. I know they're going to have 20 minutes where the external environment is going to be quieted for them. And then they can just open up to receive. They can't do it wrong. We have infants in there. We have people that are close to a hundred in there. There's um, it's just a way to help wake up people's natural ability to heal because the body is miraculous and it can do that when it's not responding to all these fires that when we're in a high stress state, that's really what, our body thinks we're doing is putting out fires all over the place. So the reason that I had asked you to do this, this interview was because there was a, 
a coaching session um, hmm, a month, maybe a month and a half ago, where someone was talking about getting a hydrotherapy table and, um, and she lives in a rural area of Pennsylvania. So it's like where we are, but in Pennsylvania, not in Missouri. And she was discussing pricing, one feedback on pricing, and she was going to charge $20 a session. And she was going to um, discount those sessions by $5. If someone referred, was it a discount or she was going to give the, the person that referred someone else $5 from the session. And I was like, okay, so that takes you down to $15. And if they're paying with credit cards, you've got 30, mm-hmm. 3% that you're, de- you're deducting. And then the taxes that you're paying on that income, like you're at best making $10 per session. And she was like, Hmm. <laughs> I said, so why not charge like at least 25 if, if not more. Right. But the price was irrelevant. It was, it was her, her sense of fear that came up next. That was like, Oh, I can't charge $5 more for these. Like no one's going to pay for that. And I was like, hold on, let me tell you about my friend, Sarah, (laughs) because Sarah has this, um, this blue room wellness center in a rural place that's just like yours. And it's busy. I don't always get the day and time that I want to come. Right. But I always make it work. Most weeks I come every week. I get off track sometimes. And then I'm like, Oh shoot. It's been like four weeks since I've been there. Um, but anyway, I just thought instead of hearing this from just me all the time, like I want to bring in more examples of someone who was looking for a a passive income stream. I don't know if that's why you wanted to have the blue room, but that's what her intention was with the hydrotherapy table that she bought. And like here I have this passive income stream and I'm like, okay, just because you don't have to stand there and do something or put your hands on the person doesn't mean that you can't charge more for the service. So let's start with this. How did you decide that you wanted to to have a blue room wellness center in Washington, Missouri in the first place? Well, because there was no other place it was going to go. Okay. The the reason is, is if I'm going to invest in a license to buy a blue room, which, um, you know, was substantial, especially for me at the time, um, it was going to be close to me and my family. Mm -hmm. It was going to be accessible. So I grew up in a suburb, you know, of St. Louis Webster Groves. And when I first moved out here, I was still driving back and forth and seeing many of my clients in Webster Groves. Mm -hmm. Well, then you have children and then you're like, oh my God, I'm pulling out my hair. I can't be everywhere at once. And I was like, okay, well, that's got to change. So then I built a practice here in Washington. It's, It's always about what is going to work best for me and my family. That's really what it's always going to be about. So it was always going to be in Washington because Washington was already where my massage therapy business was. Um, I, I was not going to have it out of my home and Washington is the community, like the closest community to where, um, to where I live. So really, I mean, that was why I did have people, many, many, many people. They thought I was absolutely out of my mind to bring something like that. They're like, Oh my God, you know, you think people in Washington are actually going to get that. You're not going to have people coming. Like you can make a killing in St. Louis. You could do, you could, you could, you could. Yeah. Well, my motivation wasn't to make a killing. My motivation wasn't to be busy seven days a week, open 24 hours a day. Like my motivation was 
what's going to work for me and my family. Mm -hmm. And I want it to be close and accessible and I want to be happy. And I knew running all over town and being on the road doesn't bring me happiness. I already had that experience. So really it was just, I didn't, I didn't, I never thought of anything else. I said, you know what, maybe I'll open up another one in St. Louis if that unfolds and eventually in the future. But right now it's going where it's going to work for me. So what's happened since you opened? So it's been amazing. Um, It's been amazing. It's, uh, I don't even. Do people in Washington use the blue room? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And they're so grateful and thankful too, because Mm. they'll even say, I have many people who live in Washington say, God, I just feel so lucky that this, we have this here in Washington. Mm -hmm. There's only like four other locations in the U.S., And then there's another 35 worldwide and we have one in Washington. How did that happen? I'm like, well, because I wanted it close for me and my family and people need support and healing and de-stress everywhere. Not just in St. Louis cities, you know, we have people in Washington that are looking for the same things that people are looking for in the city and the whole concept of build it and they will come. When, when we were like in the process of moving here, I was already practicing here and, um, people would tell me all the time, oh, Washington is, um, so snobby and it's such a, um, a click. And if you're not on the inside, then you're not going to have a successful business. And my practice here grew so quickly. I was like, who are the, what are these people talking about? Well, now after having lived here for a few years, like I can see where some of that was coming from, but at the time, because I had no exposure to all the things that people that have lived here for a long time had experienced, I didn't know anything else. I just set my mind on what I wanted it to be like here. And, and then there it was Mm -hmm. within just like three months, my schedule was as full as I wanted it to be. Yep. Um, and actually sometimes fuller. <laughs> so I, I have always thought like, um, even though, yeah, this is a rural area, like a farming kind of community, that doesn't mean that people don't want to be healthy. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So another thing that I wanted to talk about was in regards to the blue room, um, your fees are not cheap. I don't want to say that they're like, exorbitantly expensive either. Right. But I remember when I was like, when I first saw you for massage and you had talked about the blue room, I was like, oh, I don't know, this is pretty expensive for 20 minutes, but now I go every week and I just make it happen. Um, because like, once I experienced it, when I first started, I should add this. When I first started going, I was having a lot of anxiety. I was just feeling a lot of stress. We had had a lot of disruption in our lives. We added a new kid, built a new house, uh, moved to a whole new place. And then um, my husband was fired from his job, like without any sort of warning or anything like that. Right. So we, we were pretty blindsided by that. And all of a sudden for the first time in my entire life, we now have four kids, a brand new gigantic house and all of these expenses (laughs) that go along with all of that. And here I am like, Hmm. Okay. I'm going to make this happen and make it happen. I did, but at some points to my own detriment. So anyway, that's why I was so stressed. And (laughs) I started going to the blue room and just like bit by bit, my anxiety started coming down. You know, I was doing, I still do a lot of other things too, 
Um, so I, I don't know that I can attribute it all to the blue room, but that's definitely a big part of it. I mean, just like you said, like there's 20 minutes of the week that I can go and there's no one talking to me and there's like no extra noise. There's um, it's just sensory deprivation. Sure. So um, anyway, my point was, when it comes to setting fees, I mean, this is like another part of, oh, you can't do that in Washington. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did you decide what what to charge? How did you decide that it was okay to charge what you charge? So um, if we use the example, we can use the example of, you know, you can't open up a tech, you know, a tool technology like that, that's so open-minded in a place like Washington. So if somebody says that, that's their perspective. That's their limitation. So then I didn't own that because I didn't feel that same way about people in general and people that live in Washington yeah. that, you know, they weren't ready for is what I kept hearing. Do you think they're really ready for something like that? Oh. Like who's not ready to relax? Who's not ready to feel more grounded? How would we know if they were ready for something like that? Yeah. So um, just wanted to mention huh. that about how I feel when people that those limitations and perspectives also play into when people are thinking about price setting, um, you know, cause we all have our beliefs around money mm-hmm. and uh, worthiness and value and we all value things differently. So I think about all of those things and I know that those all played a factor in how I felt about charging for the blue room. So it took me a year of receiving blue room therapy before I decided to buy a license. It wasn't just like, Oh, I'm going to buy a license. How were you receiving blue room therapy? Yeah. Living here when there wasn't a right. (laughs) So if we backtrack just a bit, um, before I found out about the blue room, I knew through a knowingness that I had that I wanted to offer more to my clients, the people I worked with. And the information that was coming forward for me was it's going to be sound and light therapy. Mm -hmm. So I had that five years before ever hearing about the Blue Room. I am someone who loves to learn. I am someone who likes to try everything out there. And there's so many amazing tools. And I don't think there's one that does it all. So it was real easy for me to fall into a rabbit hole of a Google search and just start Googling light and sound therapy, right? And by finding something. Yeah. So I resisted. I knew that about myself. I said, no, just stay open. You you feel very strongly that you're supposed to do this. Let it come. (laughs) You'll know when it comes. So fast forward five years, I'm listening to an educational program um, and on the program, they say a new technology for healing is coming out soon. It's called the blue room and it incorporates sound and light therapy. (laughs) And I'm out there walking on a trail with my earbuds in listening and kid you not the whole body reaction, you know, it just like, I just stopped in my tracks and I was like, what? And there was no, it was a live thing. I couldn't rewind it. I would have rewound it if I could to, you know, not to doubt myself that I just heard what I, what I thought I heard. So I took down the number. I ended up calling that same day and to find out when it was going to be open. I made the appointment and I flew out. I was flying out to the state of Washington for a year. Wow. Just when I could, 
you know, I don't know, maybe over the year I was out there 10 different times. That's a big commitment. Yes. To go 10 times in a year. Yeah. It's also the place where it originated, which came out of a school that I've been going to for close to 20 years too, called Ramtha School of Enlightenment. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a school to learn about how to create in your life using consciousness and energy. So Jay-Z Knight is the inventor of the Blue Room. And so I also have a school there, which I could do some of my retreats. I could do the blue room. I just kept telling myself I'm going to, when I know, like, I will know, I don't want to just jump on this because it sounds exciting and interesting. I want to absolutely know. And it took a year. Wow. So I found value going back to the, the, the money question. Um, I had never experienced a tool that combined the the, everything my whole being and affected my whole being the way the blue room did like I've received a lot of different treatments out there and I've tried a lot of different things and I like them I like them all for different things but with the blue room it just was as comprehensive and I was like wow so then I so my value was the value was there I knew how it was affecting people I knew I was very assured within myself the capability of it so um, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to give it away free. I mean, you, nobody can stay in business if you're giving everything away for free anyway. And my, my goal for the Blue Room was not, I want to make a certain amount of money or I want to open up five Blue Rooms within the first year. Like my goal was, I want to help people. And I was led to open up the Blue Room. People say, well, why'd you open it? I don't feel like I had a choice not to open it. Mm. I felt like it was that strong for me. Yeah. And I was going to let it uh, be whatever it was going to be and just be, be guided by it. So wherever it wanted to go, I just go with it. Pricing schedule, you don't have to follow all the other blue rooms, but I pretty much followed what the current blue rooms were charging that, that were already opened. And then it was important for me to give certain demographics, um, and people actually more, more of a discount. Um, so I chose to do that, but I learned with my massage business, when you give things away for free or you give them cheap, people just don't value it. I mean, you can be doing a nice and a good thing, but if you have, let's just say you're going sofa shopping and there's three sofas there and you got the one that's like, there is a store, I don't know if it's still there, Value City, but it was a Value City type of sofa where it can look kind of cute. And if you're a college or you know just, just starting up a job and you're like, dang, that's a good looking sofa, but you might sit on it for three months and your butt falls through it. So that's a Value City couch. And then you got the middle zone, which is like, okay, okay. You know, basically you've got three different versions. People are always they're going to uh, appreciate and respect the one that's priced higher. You go and get, I mean, even with massage, I learned that with massage, I would, I gave everybody I knew one free massage, family and friends, never again, never anything else, no more discounts. Yeah. Because if they didn't value my love, my passion and all that was going into the service, that was okay. They can go find a cheaper massage. Yeah. But I know that the type of work that I do is much more than just muscle manipulation. I don't know how your massage fees compared to like other massage therapists in town. My gut feeling is that your fees are probably higher Mm -hmm. than most of the massage therapists around, which there are plenty of. Um, But I don't come to you because you're cheap. (laughs) 
Right. Are you trying to get a good deal? <laughs> right. I, I don't come to you because it's inexpensive. Like I come to you because of the experience that you provide, which is completely unique and different than every other massage therapist I've seen. I mean, there have been, I don't know, maybe one or two others that I've seen like in this area who also have a, like a unique experience, but it's just not, it's just not important to me to, um, yeah, to find something that's like a good deal right. when it's, com- when it comes to that. <sighs> yeah. Which is not everybody. I mean, I, I don't think I'm the typical person <laughs> period, but I'm not the typical person in regard to like how I take care of my health. I do more than the average person. Um, but I, I don't think that we should like set the bar low for people either. No, you know, because people are worth it. Yeah. And that's also like an underlying thread of, I think the work that we both do is that we want people to value themselves. Yeah. Like you're, you are it. And if you don't think you're it, and if you don't think you're good enough, special enough to deserve whatever it is you want with whatever price it is. Yeah. I mean, you got to be your biggest cheerleader. I want people to believe that about themselves. So yeah, value, value and um, not being afraid that like, I think there's also, cause it's normal. And I mean, I think we've all done it starting up with our own businesses that you kind of like, Oh, well, I have to make a certain amount of money to cover the overhead. So I have to make it cheap enough where I'm going to get the masses. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well that that's a mindset that you're, that you have and and that's fine, but at least for a massage therapist or for one blue room, I wasn't worried about getting the masses. I was worried about getting the people that were resonating with the frequency, the vibe that I was putting out there because those were my people. Those were the ones that I was most going to be able to affect and help. And they were in the same, you know, it's like, it was a two way street. I don't, I, every person who walks in blue room or massage, um, it's like a game for me because I know that we're just mirroring for one another. Mm-hmm. So it's a gift. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole different way to look at it. Right. Then um, like feeling that you have to do something to uh, coerce people or manipulate them, but, but we don't typically think of it like that to like convince them Mm -hmm. that they need this or like why they need this or how it's good for them. Instead, you just kind of like get to just be neutral Mm -hmm. about it, which I think is also a reason why people get so burned out absolutely when they're trying to they're efforting they may not necessarily feel like they're forcing people but but that's like the energy of it right yeah. it's like they're trying to get people to do things that they may or may not be committed to and and then you as a practitioner or the business owner is so invested in their outcomes that it's exhausting and don't you think the people on the opposite end can feel that too it's like the car mm-hmm. salesman feel yeah. I mean, nobody likes to feel sold. They like to understand how things work. They like to know what the benefits could be, how it's basically going to improve their lives. Cause we're all, we're all doing things that we think it's going to make us happy. I mean, that's why we make the choices that we do, but nobody likes to feel manipulated, coerced, forced. So yeah, the best is like, give them an experience, let them decide for themselves. If they see the value in it and they want to come back. Great. We'll love to have you. It's a good match. But if not, they're for somebody else. There's something else for them. 
I think that was kind of like how I started using the blue room. Um, because you would kind of like, I'd see you for massage and you would like offer it, like, do you want to schedule the blue room? And I was probably pretty hesitant at first, like, Oh, I don't know. No. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then once I, once I started doing it, then it just kind of like became part of my self-care commitment, part of my routine. And then I started to see pretty early on, like, Hmm, I have some pretty, um, amazing visualizations that happen. That's really cool. Like just kind of feel activated Mm -hmm. when I, when I leave there and what it's been roughly two years, I guess now, since I started, um, I don't feel like that every session Mm -hmm. in the beginning, it seemed like it was probably more frequent that I'd have like really profound things happen in the blue room. And now it's more so like just maintaining, um, the improvements your vibration. Yeah. Like your frequency, you're, you're able to hold the frequency now. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't seem as powerful of a shift because it's a more subtle shift because now you're just used to the magic. Yes. <laughs> so like, uh, you could easily be like, it's not as magical as it used to be. And it's like, well, it's just now you're just used to living a magical life. No, but that's a really, I hadn't actually put it in that perspective before because um, two or three years ago, I was like, holding on for dear life. And now I'm like, no, life is pretty easy. I just told you this before we were recording, like life is pretty vacationy here mm-hmm. every day. And when we were on vacation in Florida last month, I was like, can I go home, please? <laughs> life at home is so much easier than it is here with the kids and no support with the kids and like with the kids and with the kids all the time, 24 <laughs> um, seven, all of them too. And um, yeah, I was just like, yeah, I think I'll, I love the beach, but I think I'm ready to go home. It's nice, isn't it? But my point is like, it's just, it's just become a new normal for me now to like not feel stressed out not feel overwhelmed, not feel burned out mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's a nice exhale. I am definitely the pushiest and I don't, I don't even, I could be pushy, but when it comes to informing people about the blue room and trying to introduce people when they're brand new, I feel that I'm giving my biggest push at the beginning and it's not to make the sale. It's to, I want them to have enough exposure. So like one time experience, great, but it's really like if they could just get, you know, the three to six sessions, mm-hmm. because it's all about holding that vibration mm-hmm. because I know that they're not giving themselves the best chance to have a shift. If they just go in one time and eh, when I, you know, it was okay. Yeah. It was relaxing. And then that's it. If I could just do it at least, you know, I always say three times, three times, if you can do it within a week or two weeks, you'll know, you'll know if it's worth your time, your money, you'll you'll just know. And then you trust yourself. You don't need me to tell you to come back. Yeah. No, you never tell me to come back. (laughs) Just like (laughs) most people want to on Thursday next week. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's a really interesting point too, because I think a lot of people, you know, in our, in our types of professions, like we have this sense of, again, coming back to like convincing people that they need it and trying to explain all the ways that, you know, all the, all the, um, well, there's a word for it, um, analogies. Mm-hmm. Like it's like having the oil changed in your car, you know, just like going to the mm-hmm. gym. Like you don't go to the gym one time and, and expect, these and expect to lose 50 pounds or be able to deadlift 300 pounds, <laughs> but you have to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. It's just like a different instant gratification. I like holding the vibration. Like that feels much more in alignment with me now to think of it that way, put it in that perspective Mm -hmm. than to think of it in regard to like the chiropractically chiropractic E maintenance terms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. Okay, cool. So we can wrap up on this two things. So one, if if there's a person that's like hearing our conversation and thinking, oh, well, good for you, Sarah. Like, oh, I'm so happy that that worked out for you, but that won't work for me. What would you want to say to them? What part wouldn't work out for them? That's, I guess I would want to know what mm. part are they referring to? Um, setting your fees at a, at a higher rate mm-hmm. um, or like not listening to the advice that people are giving you. That's mm-hmm. not really helpful advice at all. Mm-hmm. All of it really. Yeah. Um, well, I have this conversation at least weekly with people <laughs> in the different scenarios. Yeah. Because yeah, you're, yeah, you're lucky or, um, well you, you were able to do that because of this. So it's going to go back to their belief system mm-hmm. and what they believe. So I don't believe that we change people's belief systems or any of that. I think that people change through experience. They can change through will um, and they can change their experience. So I just find out, well, what do you want to do? What feels the most comfortable to you? So if we're talking about price and they're talking, they're trying to decide between 30 and $45 for whatever it is that they're offering. Okay. Don't ask me what to do. Don't ask your husband. Don't ask the other massage therapists in the town, what they're charging. Like you're trying to compare yourself to all these other people's lives, which you know, a very little about their lives. Like you can't even put yourself in their shoes. Right. So connect with yourself. What is it that you feel most comfortable? And if they say, well, I mean, 30, just, I I think I'll get more people at 30. I think uh, 30, you know, I won't feel greedy, whatever. Okay. So I'm hearing 30. So obviously you want to charge 30. We shouldn't even be having a conversation about 45. So start there, charge 30. Now have that experience. Mm. How does that work out for you? Yeah. Now, how long is it going to take before well, the other five massage therapists around the corner can get 45 for their half hour. You know, these people are getting a deal. You know, are you going to get resentful? Um, are you struggling at home to pay your bills because you're charging, you're trying to give everybody the deal because you really don't think you're worth more? Um, have the experience, find out. And then because people can't reach for something they can't accept. So if they can't accept the 45 in their world right now, it doesn't mean they're never going to accept it. Maybe they have to have a few more experiences at the 30 where they feel like they're real comfortable to have that reflected back. It's like, you know what? 30 ain't so good for me. 30 is making my home life stressful. 30 is me paying my bills late. 30 makes me feel that I'm being taken advantage of. All right. Now we got something to work with. Okay. Come back. Now, what are we talking about? Well, I'm thinking about increasing my fees to 45 or 55. So how does 45 feel? Well, 45 feels really good because so-and-so and so, you know, see, they have a whole new acceptance level because they've had those other experiences. So then they're ready to make the change. So I don't even know if I answered your question here, but (laughs) that's just a story that popped in my head of trying to walk people kind of through the thing. If they can't, like they have to always go to source, which is them. Where, what do you really want? What do you feel good at? Because if you try to do anything else, it's going to get thrown in your face anyway. Mm -hmm. So start where you're at, have your experiences, give yourself permission to mold and keep changing for always working, going for what works for you. 
it's come with a lot of experience, but I've now, every time I see a post that's in regard to increasing fees in like a chiropractic Facebook group or um, implementing a cancellation fee or a misappointment fee, and they're like, what do you think? Should I do? I'm like, you already know the answer. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need anyone else's advice. And, and when I see those posts, I'm like, I get it. Cause I used to feel the same way, but I can see now having gone through that experience and supported lots of people through it, that they're seeking validation, you know, externally sure. to justify making the decision that mm-hmm. feels hard. Mm-hmm. So I like what you, what you said though, like start with where you are basically. Mm-hmm. And um, then kind of work your way into new normals. Mm-hmm. Although I'm like using that phrase kind of like, reluctantly. <laughs> it's kind of a buzzword right now. <laughs> yes. But okay. It makes sense. So if people want to learn more about, um, about you, about the blue room, where's the best place for them to go? You can definitely head over to our website, which is B L U. There is no E. So it's blue room wellness center.com. Uh, website has a lot of information about the different locations um, in the whole world of Blue Room. Talks about our center in Washington, the services we provide, massage, body work, uh, Blue Room, question, answer. And that's probably the best place for us. We do have an Instagram, um, but our website, website, Facebook page, Blue Room Wellness Center. We'll put links to all those on the sh- in the show notes so people can just click them and head Perfect. over there. Yeah. If there's any questions, I'm, I, I mean, I love talking about health and wellness, so feel free to send any questions or give us a call. We'll, we'll get back to you. That's a good thing by the way. Cause you know, after having been in a profession like this for as long as you have been, not everybody feels that way. Not everybody feels like they still love talking about what they do. Do you know why that is? Or not that I have the only one answer, but what I have seen, and maybe you've seen the same, because people aren't listening to themselves yeah, and they're li- they're doing their practices and they're doing their lives based on other people's wishes or external cues. So yeah, they're tired. They're tired. Yeah. When they're done. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Do you want to make more money without squeezing more patients or clients onto your schedule? If that's you, be sure to take my free class. In it, you'll learn how to bring leveraged income into your practice so you can work less, live more, and help more people than ever before. You can get signed up by going to drdanielleaton.com and click free.